Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. very special mini episode i say mini episode i'm here with joe scrabbles we may go on for an hour here about the matrix resurrections <laughs> i think we should have started with a breaking podcasts <laughs> we're here to shit on a movie um, yeah um if you haven't heard uh matrix resurrections is out we're dropping this on the day of its release um highly sorry matrix film. resurrections <laughs> sorry in advance <laughs> yeah um we're going to do like five minutes of non-spoiler chat here. Yeah. Um, just in case you want to know what our initial impressions are before we sound the Matrix siren and delve deep into what really does make this one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not afraid of saying that. It's, uh, it's yeah. appalling. I, I think like the reason we're doing this is not just for the you know the negative, you know, the, the catharsis that we'll get. It's a lot I need to get, yeah, get out here. Yeah. Um, Genuinely, like, I mean, The Matrix is probably the most important movie in my entire life. And I would say it's pr- similar for a lot of our listeners. I would say The Matrix Resurrections for IGN type people is, yeah. it must be one of the most anticipated well, the films of the Matrix, last few years. It's one of the most important films ever made. That's not like hyperbole or anything. It is such an important film. I'm sitting in front of a Ghanaian Matrix poster. That's how much it means to me. I will hang Ghanaian <laughs> Matrix merchandise in my house. Um, yeah. yeah. This and, new um, one, though, The Matrix <laughs> 4, is it's not, not only is it bad, and we wouldn't just normally talk about a film that's bad for a long time, it's worth seeing just because it's so fascinating mm. as to what a mess it is and what it, somewhere in there, what it could have been. Yeah, <laughs> like... I so I think this is I think this is the thing we've both discussed. Like so we uh, we should say we saw this a couple of weeks ago. Was it two weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at least. So we've been sitting with these thoughts for a long time. <laughs> um, so I think our re- recollection, if hopefully when we start the spoilers, you have seen this movie, and if you haven't, then you don't care. We're not going to be mm. uh, super coherent about events. We're not going to be doing this beat by beat, but we are going to be talking about the points we think are important. And I think the recurring theme that we've had in talking about it is I think we liked it to different levels. Both disliked it, but I think I was more interested in it than you were. Um, no, I found it quite dull for about two-thirds of it. And yeah. We've given it IGN official scores a 4 out of 10, which is exactly what I would have given it when I walked out. I was like, that's a 4 out of 10. Mm. Um, I think you were maybe slightly warmer. You maybe I, would have I, stretched yeah, to a 5. I would, yeah, 4, <laughs> I think, is fair. I think five, okay. the only reason I wouldn't give it a four cause I, is because I gave Men in Black International a four, and that is a worse movie than this. Okay, um, so I've but, never seen that. But it, but I think I, I certainly don't have a problem with it. But I, I think, yeah. but like you say, I think the interesting thing, the constant chat we've had is, no matter how much we disliked it, yeah. Matrix Resurrections has some ideas that in it's not even other people's hands in like a different version of Lana yeah. Wachowski's hands might have been really cool yeah 
Um, and unfortunately, it's, it's like yeah. it picks up a ball and runs with it and falls over and throws it up its own ass about six times throughout this movie. <laughs> like, it just keeps dropping the ball in more and more spectacular baffling ways. Baffling choice after baffling choice. Like, for the first half an hour or so of this film, I was like, this is bonkers. Slightly irritating. Mm. But if they commit to this, it could be... I'd at least give them credit for going, you've done something bonkers and yeah. I'm here for it. Except... They quickly just go, okay, yeah, ignore all that. We're going back to what The Matrix always was. Yes, yes. And I think with that in mind, you've gotten a sense of our feeling on this. We're going to give this as a last chance. (laughs) It's hard to not spoil this to talk about it. This is your last chance to leave before we start spoiling this movie. So after the sound of Zach De La Rocha shouting, wake up. We will continue <laughs> with a spoiler-filled chat of The Matrix Resurrections. Take it away, Zach! Uh, thank you, that's, Zach. That's a good song, and... Right, why don't we... Why let's we've begin at the end. Song. Why don't we... Yeah, let's begin right at the very end. Not only do they recycle the ending of the first film by playing Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, it's not even Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, it's a cover. Why use a cover... I know there's probably there's reasons. I, there's big theme reasons as to why they've changed it. Just do a different song. It feels like, you know, the end of this movie is uh, we find out that for whatever reason in the new version of Neo and Trinity, Trinity yeah. is the one. That seems to be yes. the, the what we've got mm-hmm. here. And so the wake up cover is uh, female fronted. I'm fine yes. with that. But the problem is that the cover itself is so shit and that speaks to me of everything else in this movie like the first half hour aside this is like a cover version a bad cover version it's a tribute band version (laughs) yeah this is the noasis of movies (laughs) like it is it's wild how far they they decide to take this like yeah this odd like homage to their own work um especially after that beginning so like so let's set this up the matrix resurrections is a movie that begins by postulating that the matrix that we saw the matrix trilogy that we saw Mm. 20 to 10 years ago uh i can't remember how what the distance between those movies was Uh, but beginning in 1999 was actually all a series of computer games made by a man called Thomas Anderson, also played by Keanu Reeves. Yes, for the developer Deus Machina. Yeah, I'm not even going to get... Owned by Warner Brothers. Owned by Warner Brothers. (laughs) Very specifically told to you that they are owned by Warner Brothers, which also, just think about that line for a second. Imagine sitting in... If we sat, me and you, in our office, and someone went, our owning company... Ziff Davis want us to up traffic count. You'd be like, why are you saying Ziff why Davis? We we all know. They, their yeah. name's on the building. <laughs> like, what? what are you doing? And not only is this game company, like he's an award winning, I think he's described as the most famous game developer in the world. He's, he's got his game, he's won a game award. He's got Donald Mustard working as a developer oh, for him. Yeah, the, the Donald Mustard card. If you don't know Donald Mustard, he's the man that runs Fortnite. Uh, yeah. Why he's in this movie for a line, I don't know. I do know money, but I don't. 
and like a a, mark, a lucrative marketing deal in the Fortnite metaverse. Yeah. But fuck me, it's embarrassing when he turns up. But um, yeah, so they they have this big sort of pitch me, and this isn't even the open because the open is quite confusing. We'll get onto that in a minute. But like it's open half an hour. That it's like it's Keanu struggling to think of his next game, and everyone's like, just do what made the Matrix great, like bullet time, and it's so it's very meta and. The word meta is kind of tainted at the moment, but like the, the it is place he's in, in is called pu- meta. Yeah, like, it is like meta in the real use of the word, and it's just. And that was the point where I was like, if they actually stick with this, and they're gonna commit to the whole of that trilogy, original trilogy, just being a video game from someone's head, it, I it would it would maybe taint that original. A bit, but at the same time, I'd be like, do you know what? You had the balls to do that it, it, for a bit. It felt like it might actually be like a Charlie Kaufman action movie, which yeah. is an insane concept, and as proven by the first half hour of this movie, would probably not work. But you, like you say, you'd go with it, and you'd be like, right, okay, they're doing something here. They're making a movie that no one has seen before, and they are they are building on their lore in the strangest possible yeah. way. And so going through that bit, I was kind of forgiving the fact that, um, A, uh, I've never seen Keanu Reeves act worse. Like, Oh, God, he's awful. There's bits in this that are like jokes about Keanu Reeves' acting from Keanu Mm. Reeves. Um, I would have forgiven uh, like this absolutely ham-handed idea that the new Morpheus is half Morpheus and half Agent Smith from another video game. From the game. That yeah. Keanu Reeves has made that has been brought out of the video game by people from Binary. the Matrix from the real world into the Matrix. Yeah. Fuck me, who knows why they made that decision. But no. you would have been like, right, they're just going absolutely they get insane. Lawrence Fishburne, probably. Same reason they probably Jonathan Groff is in it, who I think is perfectly good at being a villain, but they obviously couldn't get Hugo Weaving back. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why Hugo Weaving didn't want to be in this movie. Um, like, and Lawrence Fishburne, after he, you know, he gave those quotes a while back where he's like, I don't know why they didn't talk to me. Like, mm. lucky man. What a lucky yeah. guy. <laughs> like, not to be asked to come back for this. I mean, why don't we move on to Morpheus, who does spend 90% of this film as some <laughs> magnetic ball bearings. As a pile of ball bearings. <laughs> what the fuck? Like... <laughs> so this is like the future future where now they can turn, they can bring AI into the human world mm-hmm. via these ball bearings so they can like slink through pipes and do stuff like that. And, but like even when they make the ball bearings version, they don't make him look like Lawrence Fishburne, no. which is what everyone knows Morpheus looks like. Yeah. He looks like Yaya Abdul-Mateen. It's, uh, it's bizarre. I mean, like, right. Do we, sorry, do we have to go back here and like, there is the chance that people are listening to this because they don't give a shit about the Matrix Resurrections, oh, but they God, do want to know what happens. Right? Have so, the Wikipedia open. Yeah, so the bridge here <laughs> is that after all this stuff where you're like, oh, yeah. uh, we are getting an idea that in the world of whatever this is, Thomas Anderson has had a mental breakdown in which he starts believing that what happened in his games of the Matrix actually happened to him, and he is kind of yeah. subconsciously filling a world with his own yeah. experiences. This is to say nothing of the fact, by the way, that whenever they show footage of these video games, they are shots from the original films, which makes yeah. no yeah. fucking sense anyway. Um, <laughs> like, and then, 
we he's get... having these therapy sessions with Neil Patrick Harris, which who is... it turns out is the new architect. Yeah, eventually, um, yeah. He's like, the new architect. Um, What's he called in he's this? By, he's trying to... Uh, the... The... I don't know. The don't Swami know. prick. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't know. Um, he's... Yeah, so he's basically trying to keep him in this version of the Matrix by trying to keep up the illusion, basically. It's a Truman Show-esque thing where everyone's kind of trying to keep Neo in this Matrix. It, yeah, it is a new Matrix designed by a new architect who looks like Doogie Howser. Mm. And uh, and then this new character, Bugs, turns up, breaks out yeah. the fake Morpheus from a sub-level Inception fucking bullshit level yeah. of the Matrix, brings him in to convince Neo that he's in the Matrix again. And then breaks him out again well, that's into the, the real world. Like, is that is it? And that's the thing I was trying to work out. Um, should say actually, uh, Bugs is played by Jessica Henwick, who I actually thought was quite good. I enjoyed. She's her. just charming. She, like she's very fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know. Is that an extra layer of the Matrix, or were they inside the code of the game? That's so they're inside the... his code in the game in the Matrix. So he's essentially okay. created a sub Matrix within okay. his but own his, Matrix. Has he constantly designed that, or is that still the architect design? That's too much thought to put into that. Um, but yeah, so they're basically they've been spending years at this point trying to find neo because they believe neo is still alive after the events of revolutions we don't have time to go through what happened in revolutions no one has time suffice to say he did fucking die like we knew he died but he's not he's dead um and he's being kept in a one of the gelatinous pods about 20 yards away from Karyamos because they have to be close, but not too close. I, 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 they have I, to be close, I, but no cigar, I believe, is the term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, like, yeah there's this quite ham-fisted attempt to explain that the original Matrix was built on energy created by plugged-in beings who just want to live their lives normally, and that that yeah. creates enough energy. But then in the new Matrix, it's got all the normal people, but specifically the thwarted love of neo and yes. trinity being kept apart but together creates the most energy enough power it's just the power don't, of love don't um, know why yeah i don't know but they managed to successfully get neo out but leave trinity there the first time round. yeah which is a big mistake it could have just done that all in one go would have been fine yeah um, and <laughs> yeah um <laughs> um the mate is it me or the machines just a lot stupider and less of a threat now like much worse they used to be terrifying like they managed to sneak into like their big home city steal someone without them knowing quite easily in, like um, like in all things with a, a franchise that has to increase in scope and scale and and threat yeah. like in the first movie like three of those squids were the scariest thing in the world and by this one like entire like enormous yeah. fucking crowds of these things pose absolutely no threat because you can sneak behind them yeah. like it, it's bonkers so, from that half an hour that the core plot of the film starts which the whole film basically is centered around it's, it's a love story really i suppose it's mm-hmm. neo trying to rescue trinity from this new matrix where she's completely forgotten she's just completely blue pilled it basically yeah. she's she's in there what's she called her tiffany name is tiffany. Yeah. tiffany yes which is close to Trinity, but again, no cigar. Yeah, and she has kids and a, and a husband who Chad. He's literally called yeah, Chad. Chad. <laughs> yep. Um, and they kind of meet a couple times in a coffee shop. Criano's quite creepy. Oh, he's 
he's assisted by his developer friend who's one of the most irritating screen presences I've seen in yeah. a long time. It's like the worst possible version of um what's his mate in True Lies? You know in you know Arnold Tom Arnold. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger has Tom Arnold as like his guy in the mm. chair in that. Like it's the worst version of Tom Arnold you've ever yeah. seen. And a really awkward like slightly creepy Keanu says like oh I know you or something and she's like smitten by him suddenly and wants yeah. to chat with him over coffee for a couple hours um, and then then and what happens I, I've noted a lot of things down here like there's well, a few times where the, my head hit my hands yeah um, the, let's like the center of this movie is essentially a completely stationary plot where yeah. several things happen for almost no reason so like the crew goes back to a new human city where they live in harmony with some escaped machines which yes is there i don't know why it's there i don't know what any of that offers because when they go there they get imprisoned and immediately leave despite being imprisoned uh niobe is there from the second two matrix movies he doesn't even old. really batter an eyelid that morpheus is back in ball bearings form and doesn't look like morpheus yeah bonkers uh, <laughs> um and like is kind of angry at neo for like basically just like absolute MacGuffin reasons uh what else happens they go in one of the worst i mean one of the best fight scenes but one of the worst scenes is they go in and meet all the exiled programs from reloaded and revolutions and fucking the merovingian Merovingian (laughs) turns back up and is literally shouting about wanting a spin-off i Uh, want my franchise spin-off yeah um (laughs) and i will say like that's one of the best fight scenes and it's not that good compared to like there yeah. is no fight scene Wait, in this movie good that because matches. they literally like, copy and paste fight moves from the originals yeah. <laughs> in yeah. into like that basement scene. because of course Keanu still knows kung fu. Um, of course he does. One, that's and, and that, someone that's one of the lines where your head bumps. hit your hands. <laughs> yep, and about two minutes later, uh, someone fi- uh, the equivalent of Link in this film just fist bumps a robot. Yeah, uh, that really did do my head in. Um, I, yeah, I I think the the thing I came out of, this is particularly with regard to the action scenes, is like anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that I love Marvel movies, right? I think they're great. Mm. But they have so much to answer for in this movie because what's happened is that they're the sanitized version of an action movie that works for the MCU because it is a tone that covers 20-something movies has been Mm -hmm. essentially like ripped off and implanted on top of the matrix you watch the first matrix and it's like it's quite grotty like no part of that world in the fake world or the real world looks nice and the action feels heavy there's blood everyone's dirty like nothing about that place the only clean place in that entire movie is like fake world that is neither the real world nor the matrix world and you could Mm. get into all sorts of philosophical reasons for this we don't need to this movie has this like real clean sheen over everything even in the real world it looks basically kind of shiny and nice um Mm -hmm. and none of the action feels right there's a lot of cg fighting you know like a lot of quips the first that was never in the original matrix like little one-liners from the like obviously influenced by the marvel films where people just make little one-liners and like that was never happened they're making like at the start, it kind of makes sense if they're making little meta references because it was all happening in the Matrix. Yeah. But they're making these little meta references and one lines when they're back in the real world. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like where they're like, having the meant to be having like the worst time. Like things yeah. are going really badly, and everyone's still making 
little jokes and fist bumps and like Keanu Reeves is trying to take off but not being able to fly and like oh god there's just there's all these moments that feel like someone's like the script got punched up you know like you know how they have people go into Marvel movies and go right your job is as a comedian to add comedy to this action script and like it feels like mm-hmm. someone did that to the Matrix Resurrections for no yeah. reason there's no reason for this movie to have those jokes there's no reason for it to have CG fight scenes when the entire point of those first movies is they were recreating Hong Kong action cinema and they had a real fight choreographer and wire work mm-hmm. and all this stuff and you're like it's it's just bonkers to me that we have all these decisions yeah. made that seem to fundamentally compromise if this is the cover version why are you not covering how that movie looked and was made and felt in the first place rather than just plot it's... points and and memes like, like I wanted to think this film was being made because Lana Wachowski had this incredible idea and like people everyone was back in like Keanu and Carrie Moss were like this is a great idea we want to wrong the right the right the wrong sorry of um they've been not wrong in the wrongs but right in the wrongs of um what went wrong with the third film mm. but no it just like I spent most of this film going this is just cynical like I just yeah. didn't I didn't like it and like I forgot to mention when you mentioned Chad uh the husband he's actually played by um chad stahelski who is the director of john wick oh i did not know that like that's he's playing someone called chad i think he was the um he was the stunt coordinator on the originals yes so there's kind of like that weird meta thing going on there as well right (laughs) so i thought the chad thing was just a joke about a big hench guy that a nerd doesn't like like um but this (laughs) like I am absolutely sure that some people will come out of this Mm. and they will go, all the stuff that I consider wrong, all these moments of like, we are self-consciously recreating memes will be taken in a different way, which is, which I understand, but I can't empathize with, which is some people will see this as like a self-referential, almost a comedy about making a sequel to The Matrix. But I just don't, see it by the end of this movie all i see is someone who doesn't have the ideas to carry through a fourth matrix film i don't see this as a clever self-referential wink and a nod but i don't Mm -hmm. because because everyone will put there's one scene that i genuinely as someone who has digested and indeed written a lot of bullshit about like academia about the matrix like yeah. I'm, i got for a period of my life i was super into the matrix as a philosophical text right uh because i am a dork and there's a whole scene that is literally recreating the kind of tiresome dialogue that i would have at university about this about that first movie mm-hmm. where it's people like the matrix is about um like trans representation the matrix is about mm this 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 and then you have someone else going no the matrix is just good kung fu like action game stuff and then you have this like dialogue between those two warring sides and then you have people going oh well it doesn't matter because it's about this and all that stuff and it gives you all this it gives you that moment of self-referential like we are we are kind of wrapping our heads around the legacy or the multiple legacies of the original matrix movie and at that point i was like right this is the joke of this film. This is the smart thinking around how the fuck mm-hmm. do you possibly follow up on The Matrix? Um, and then quite shortly after that, you just have the joke about like, he doesn't want to be making The Matrix 4, but someone's forcing him to. And that's when it all falls apart. 
or actually that may be slightly before it but either way like having those two scenes next to each other doesn't make sense because when you start making fun of the fact that you have to make this and you don't want to it -hmm. all falls apart this is not a movie about smart self-referential thinking this is at best like at best a a, a cheap remake and that's it well that's the thing like the original you could enjoy it in so many ways whether you just wanted a really cool action film you had that you had some of the best fight scenes ever filmed Mm. if you wanted a really like meta textual conversation about something you had that with this you're not i don't think i could recommend this as a good action film because a Mm. the action scenes aren't very innovative they're recycled and there's not that many of them really no there's only a handful like is this a two and a half hour film a lot of it is people talking about nonsense and stuff you they're trying to make you care about which i just couldn't care less like i really we're recording this actually three minutes before reviews drop for this film <laughs> and i'm intrigued to see what the reaction is because like i have a hor- like i think this is bad and i don't want p- people to not enjoy if you enjoy it good for you like have a great time enjoy it but like i've seen that a lot of people are so invested like so many people hyped up by these trailers like I feel it's going to be a real like Phantom Menace scenario where some people for the next year or so are going to convince themselves that this is a good film. And I, it is just not a good film. I think it's possible to enjoy this film on its own terms. I think if you went into it and just went like, here's the silly bit at the start, here's some fight mm. scenes, here's an ending that does something that the first movie didn't uh, to an extent. I think you could. I think you could kind of go on it as like this idea of here is here is a new matrix action movie but i i truly cannot understand thinking that this is like a worthy successor to the first matrix which it outwardly says it wants to be uh if we if we're doing a ranking like i would i've slagged this off so much i'd still probably say it's better than revolutions it's not as good as reloaded like i think like if we're doing if i was to score the matrix films like the first one's a nine or a ten like probably a ten um damn right second one five or six yeah six um, revolutions three or four yeah um and this same like four like the first one is still the only good one <laughs> like that and that's the shame i feel people wanted like ah, uh, like could this be as good as the first one for a moment people had that hope and it's just within two and a half hours it's gone (laughs) i was truly excited for this movie but i never went into it excited for a movie as good as the matrix i went into it like i said on this podcast like two months ago i think or whenever the Mm. first trailer came out i hope this is a film about keanu reeves the actor having been put back in the matrix and realizing and we weren't far away we were (laughs) we were pretty bang on except it didn't have the courage of those convictions to run with that joke it just became another matrix movie and and when you get to the point where and again i'm so sure that people will argue with of as this as being like a clever satire but i just don't think Mm. it is when you're when you're giving me plot points that are like how it has a mystery all the way through like how are neo and trinity here we know they're dead yeah. And the answer is a machine worked out how to make them again. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck you. Well, like, kind of that is that. such a cop out. They try, and they even asked the question, like, I think Keanu asked the question, like, so 
everything I did was for nothing. So it basically made the whole trilogy worth it. And they were like, not completely worth it. It's like some of the some of the uh, machines are good now, but a lot of them are still bad. Yeah. So it was like nothing's really like, changed. It does nothing like, to it does nothing to accentuate the strawberries now. Yeah, they've got some strawberries. Like it does nothing to accentuate the original movies, and it doesn't use the original movies to become more interesting. Like it, mm. it is to me, it is a it is a straight failure as an experiment in how you make a fourth Matrix movie, and like yeah, and and that's compounded by the ending. Like we see at the end, Trinity becomes the one, and again, instead of doing anything interesting with that, instead of trying to make a point, they make a few jokes about. Mm. Neil Patrick Harris's character being a sexist. Yeah. And then they fly off That's to it. the exact same like, song as the original. Like like we said, I'm sure, I don't know, because they've, the Wachowskis have never explicitly said the original is about trans issues. Like there's no, that, no, no, no. Deep subtext there. I don't know in this fourth one whether that ending is very much like symbolic. The one is now a female. Like I wasn't even sure if Trinity is now the one or if they're both combined the one. Like their love means they're now both all powerful. It's, it's like, not a film interested in telling you that. It's just no, a film interested like in that the last final fifty joke. minutes. It doesn't explain anything really. Like so, he awakens Trinity. Like she just she just shouts. Like she just suddenly awakens. There's no real explanation of why she now awakens. Um, I don't know. Like. That last 15 minutes is so messy. I'm just like, I don't know what really... And they kind of lead it off. Like, not only does the Merovingian ask for a spin-off, which, God forbid, that ever happens, but, um, <laughs> like, they leave the door open for another one. Like, I can't... I don't know if I can handle another one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, like, I will watch any new Matrix thing that comes out, but I will have no belief that we'll ever get back to a place where it means anything more oh, than the original or anything on top of the original even. Like, it's a real mess. It's a real mess and a shame because, like we've said, there is the kernel of an idea in here that for about 20 to 30 minutes is genuinely interesting and could have been something, and it just isn't. It's a real shame. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If you enjoyed it, let... Please don't be angry with us, but do let us know at IGN underscore. We're, and that's it. IGN. We're not angry at you. We're not laughing at you. Like, there's nothing about that here. I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't understand what they were thinking. And and to me, this is this is just a film that that falls apart badly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, real shame. Uh, yeah. Oh well, I'm just gonna watch the first movie again. I don't need, I, I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, that Unreal 5 tech demo was all right for 10 minutes. Genu- like, as I played it, it's <laughs> genuinely a better joke than The Matrix yeah. Re- Resurrections. Like, them self-consciously discussing their own movie while being inside a new version of that movie yeah. is better storytelling than the matrix resurrections that is damning mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's absolutely wild i'm sure we'll talk about this film again not in as much depth because i'm sure like i am i can't wait for like i'm sure matt and dale i know they're planning on seeing the next few days i'm sure they'll they'll have things they want to get off their chest it is i think i when i we were allowed to tweet initial reactions like a week ago i tweeted it's a mess a highly fascinating mess but a mess another way it is fascinating I'm glad it exists <laughs> just because I just wish the risks it took, it just followed through with that risk. Like if it was an hour and a half game dev film, that would have been funny to me, <laughs> but yeah, you know, 
Who knows? I mean, at least Jeff Keighley didn't pop up, as far as we know. Yeah. His Game Award did. Oh, I was funny. When they showed that first Donald Mustard cameo, I was waiting for. So they go to Tokyo. I was waiting for Kojima to be on that train. I was waiting for Jeff Keighley to. I was waiting for the whole crew to be there. Do you think like, the people who licensed the Game Awards to uh, the Matrix Resurrections knew that the scene they would use it in? was a scene in which Keanu Reeves has just received a Game Award and then tries to kill himself. Like, it's not a good look for the Game Awards, It's not a good it? look at all. Wild no. choice. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, God. Yes. But then like when she looks at him, he looks like a really bald old man. Because uh, yeah. everyone looks different. Yeah, Apparently. Um, we didn't even talk is... about that. There's so no. much more we didn't talk about. No. But oh. Agent Smiths have, uh, yeah, I don't even, I don't even yeah. fully understand the Agent Smiths. No, <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it. It's because the only reason for it is Hugo Weaving didn't want to come back. It's so obvious. <laughs> like they can make all the excuses they want about Agent Smith looking different in this, but the reason Jonathan yeah. Groff plays him is because Hugo Weaving was like, no fucking way. Yeah. I'm better as an elf. See you later. <laughs> I do like Jonathan Groff a lot, though. I thought he, he's very good at being evil. He's no, he's no Hugo Weaving. He doesn't have that same. But when he does shout mr anderson he's good at that he's he's good at shouting mr anderson he's good in that bit where it's raining indoors that looks good uh that's kind of you know obviously echoing the morpheus jump off the Mm -hmm. to the helicopter thing um are you just trying to think of good bits now i'm just trying to think of anything redeeming that i liked uh i said chess hamlet was fun um what did i like Um, I don't know. That's that's probably probably. Do you know what? I will say, I did get tingles when it started because that unique Matrix intro with the the music mm. and the the deep, going through deep, the deep. yeah, oh, that's good yeah. stuff. That is very good. Um, it's yeah, weird. Go. It's almost like one of the best bits in that movie was them self consciously recreating beat by beat the start of the first movie. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. you know interesting that. Yeah. Well, there we go. We went on for over half an hour in the end. Yeah. Soz. <laughs> <Sars. laughs> okay. Um, um, we're really sorry if Christmas. you wanted to like The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> we did too. And yeah. could could not find our way um, to do that. Second bre- second best resurrection after Jesus Christ on Christmas, uh, on Easter. Not I on Christmas. That's... Shows how much I know about Christmas. <laughs> I also think that's very harsh on other resurrection narratives. <laughs> like this. Nah. Well, I mean... I mean, apart from the first Matrix movie Best where there is literally yeah. a resurrection in it and a Christ metaphor. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Oh, oh well. Oh. What a shame. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go out well, on we, Wake we, Up we, Again. We, <laughs> <laughs> Which version? The uh, new one. No, no I'm never God. listening to that new God. one again. No. Um, Hoover, he was a body remover. <laughs> remember that yeah take that to your grave yeah okay goodbye bye She saw! 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.